0: On June 18th at the Breadshed in Manchester, Catch Pro Wrestling starts the Renaissance, featuring the long-awaited Red Belt title match between Lizzie Evo and Chantal Jordan. In Lizzie's first defense of her now epic reign, Chantal looked to have the match won, but for a foot under the ropes. It's been a long journey back to this point for Jordan, and she finally gets the one-on-one clash she's been looking for for nearly two years. Will Lizzie's reign end just as it closes in on 700 days? Other talented featuring on the show will include Emerson Jane, Lana Austin, Rio, Ivy, Sapphire Reed, Lucy Sky, Debbie Dharma, Violet Vendetta, and more to be announced. June 18th at The Breadshed Manchester, Evo vs. Jordan. Head to catchpw.bigcartel.com and use the code STARCAST for 10% off. Hey, this is Kevin Kelly, and you are listening to the Startup Cast.
1: Hello everyone and welcome to the Stardom Cast. This is a podcast we talk all things about the fantastic professional wrestling company that is Stardom and we do it in a positive and what I like to think, fun manner. I am your host for this episode. My name is Matt Turner. Unfortunately, we will not be joined by my good friend, your good friend, and the host of this podcast, one Mr. Rob Goodwin. Rob is very busy uh, this week getting things together for his girlfriend's, Kirsty's birthday. Um, what a gentleman. Like, what an absolute gentleman and just an A-plus stand-up guy. Probably going, uh, as well as I know Rob, probably going above and beyond for his beloved girlfriend. So, um, I will be doing this podcast solo today. So, it'll be a little bit, maybe a shorter episode. So, bear with me. Um, we'll have some fun. We'll have some fun. We've got a lot of stuff to talk to. And uh, I know she doesn't listen because Rob always tells me she doesn't listen, but happy birthday, Kirsty. And, while we're doing well wishes as i'm recording this the 14th of june happy birthday to my big brother and also this saturday the 17th is my sister's birthday so happy birthday to my baby sister and when this drops on the normal feed friday the 16th it'll be amber and i's 11th year wedding anniversary so very interesting and busy week here for the fine folks of the Stardom of so well wishes and love uh positivity to all Uh, and if you have a birthday this week hey or next week send me a message because it seems to be a lot of birthdays are in the month of june and anniversaries as well okay i do want do not want to take this podcast on a kind of a sad note but i kind of have to Uh, obviously we are a wrestling podcast and a startup podcast at that but there is many times rob and i will talk about our love for comic books uh, early this morning, again, I'm recording this Wednesday, the 14th. Uh, when I woke up this morning, found out that legendary uh, Marvel artist, or just really just one of the greatest artists in the history of comic books, John Romita Sr. has passed away. Uh, John Romita Sr. is mostly known, arguably, probably not arguably. I think a lot of people would say he's the greatest Spider-Man artist of all time. Uh, Spider-Man No More cover. Um, he did a lot of the covers for the Green Goblin versus Spider-Man stuff. When Steve Ditko left uh, Stan Lee and on the amazing Spider-Man comic, John Romita Sr. came in, swooped in, and really just, I mean, it was really took what was a hot project and made it even better. Um, John Romita Sr. is kind of the last living legend of the Silver Age. I mean, you look at, obviously, we lost Stan Lee, Steve Ditko, Neil Adams just about a handful of months ago um gene colvin as well uh we have um just just uh denny o'neill that's the name i was trying to think denny o'neill so really there's uh pretty much everybody from the silver age the silver age of comic books has left us and uh, gone to uh you know i basically valhalla the uh the great place up there in heaven so um, i've never got a chance to meet john romita senior i've gone to New York Comic Con, I actually just got my tickets last week for this one coming up. New York Comic Con, I think 10 years now. I think 10 is will be number either 10 or 11 coming up in October. Um, never got a chance to meet Ramita Sr. However, I did meet his son, uh, JRJR, John Ramita Jr., a handful of times. And just an absolute uh, gem of a person. Again, um, John Ramita Sr., an absolute legend. As far as, um, in my opinion, very much like pro wrestling, You know, comic books and comic book artists, it's all subjective. You can like what you like and uh, and whatnot, but if you're asking me my Mount Rushmore of art, comic book artists, it would go in this order. Number one, Jack Kirby. I do not you know, he's the king. Two, Neil Adams, three would be Ramita Senior, and four would be Jim Lee. Todd McFarlane would be right there, but uh I think I'd get number four to Jim Lee. So, um Thank you very much, Mr. Ramita Sr., for all of your work, and uh, you will live on forever, not only in the past works that you've done, but I have a feeling with all these new Spider-Man movies coming up, there's going to be a lot of stuff they're going to be pulling from your run. So, Godspeed, sir, and thank you for your service. Okay, well, let's talk about what's coming up on the podcast today. I will be reviewing the shows from the 21st of May, as well as the... Uh, the Oedo Tai versus Queen's Quest elimination match from just about a week or so ago, uh, because that's what's up on Stardom World. I will be talking about Rob and i's appearance on Taka's Jericho. Yes, if you have not heard yet, uh, we recorded for Talk is Jericho about three, four weeks ago, and it just released uh, this past Friday on the 9th of June. I will be going into detail of how that all came about and um, just an absolutely fantastic time. So I'll be going to that. I will also be talking about um, the Spark Wrestling Show, the Josie Spark Wrestling Show that took place this past week in Newark, New Jersey. I attended that show, had an absolute blast, just a loaded show up, kind of just be going through the results of that show as well. But before we get into that, let's talk about what's coming up on the Patreon. So a busy, busy week as always for us at the Stardom Cast. This past week for alternate commentary, we did release Kagetsu versus Hana Kimura from the 2017 five-star Grand Prix and then speaking of alternate commentary we did the alternate commentary just yesterday which will be released on Monday of Sayaka defending the wonder of stardom championship against Himika folks if you like Sayaka matches if you like Himika matches if you like great wonder of stardom championship matches and if you like matches with random Led Zeppelin references, yes, folks, we give it to you all on this past episode. Like I said, we just recorded uh, yesterday, the 13th. Rob and I are having an absolute blast doing these alternate commentaries, and the feedback that uh, we are getting is just tremendous. Uh, also, we have just released, uh, with Allison Danger, Roundtable Discussion, who we think our top five favorite, uh, who we think the top five greatest female wrestlers of all time are we got tremendous feedback from that we always say wrestling subjective there are no wrong answers and keep your top 5 or top 10 list uh, coming to us because it really makes for a great conversation uh with Rob and I we've been tapping Allison on those as well um it's always great having her on she's just a fantastic guest and just a wealth of knowledge when it comes to professional wrestling especially on the Josie the Joshi scene easy for me to say And just an all-around, just great, great person. We love having her on. And of course, we would definitely have her on in the near future for just maybe just a random talk episode. We really can just hit the play button with her and she could just keep on going because she just keeps us and I know the listeners so well entertained. And also we released just a few days ago. Well, as of today, as you listen to this just a few days ago, um the Himica 2020 five-star grand prix uh her run as she makes it to the finals really a star making performance for Himika in that five-star grand prix and you hear me go through all of that so folks that's all what has been released on the patreon the last six or seven days and what is going to be coming up on uh, the near future and also next week we will be revealing what we will be doing for the july uh patreon we're going to be doing a five-star grand prix theme so uh, i'll be talking about what i'm going to be putting up on the poll for the bi-weekly podcast what we're doing for the roundtable discussion what we're do. what we're doing for the what if and then what the four matches uh, that rob and i will pick for alternate commentary will be again the five-star grand prix actually starts in i think like four or five weeks something like that it's coming it's right around the corner so july is going to be all five star grand prix so we will reveal next week on this portion of the show what we were doing so um yeah, thank you to all of our new Patreon members. We've seen an up and influx of new Patreon members come up, so we greatly appreciate your support. And any questions, comments, and, or, and our suggestions, you know, just let us know. Uh, we are readily available. So, okay, folks, uh, I know we're going to have a, a bunch of new listeners to this, uh, this episode of the podcast. I do apologize for not, Rob not being here. It's usually a lot more fun with the two of us bantering back and forth and just kind of trying to pop each other as we have a really, really good time. And the reason why I'm assuming we're having some new listeners to the podcast is we were on a pretty famous podcast that we kind of hinted to a few weeks ago. Yes, we recorded with the one and only Chris Jericho for Talk is Jericho. So I've had a lot of people ask me, how did this podcast come about? Rather than me just replying to so many people, um, I figured I would just tell you how it happened. So what had happened how we got on the show is very much like dorothy in the wizard of oz i closed my eyes i clicked my heel three times and i said believe in tam believe in tam believe in tam and i opened up my eyes and the next thing i know is sitting on my podcast chair and i was recording with rob and chris jericho obviously folks that didn't happen um but here's the uh here's the the long and the short of what really happened so i really got to give a shout out to my buddy chad Well, I was kind of thinking that, you know, as this podcast was growing, and I'm a big fan of Chris Jericho's podcast, I'm on the road quite a bit. So I do listen to a lot of podcasts, especially wrestling podcasts, uh, Jim Ross's podcast, Chris Jericho's podcast. Those are kind of my two go-to wrestling podcasts. Uh, You know, Chris records twice a week. You know, maybe as the Stardom cast and Stardom brand in general keeps growing, maybe I should throw my hat in in the ring there, you know, just to just to kind of see if, uh, you know, if there's any interest there of us going on the show. So I thought about it. I really didn't do it until the one day my buddy Chad, who supports the show, and th- I appreciate you, Chad, he called me up and said, and Chad has listened to, I think, at least 95% of Chris's podcast since the beginning. He's a huge fan of Talkish Jericho. Uh, the wrestling ones, the music ones, the paranormal ones, the slasher ones, he listens to them all. He said, you know, I've listened to Jericho's podcast quite a bit, and I think you and Rob, would be fantastic for the podcast. You should really, you know, take the jump and go and do it. And I'm the type of person, folks, that I'm always pushing the show. I'm always emailing people to try to grow the show, to try to get uh, more and more people on the show, uh, just to kind of, again, to spread the word of uh, of Joshi Wrestling and stardom in general. So I thought, you know what, that was kind of the kick in the pants I needed I kind of drafted up a makeshift resume. I sent it over to the unofficial, official, unofficial CEO of this podcast, my beautiful wife, and uh, she added a few things. Wanted to make sure all my punctuations and whatnot were correct. So uh, she sent it back to me, and I, what I did is I sent it over to some of uh, Chris Jericho's... I didn't send anything. I didn't, like, I didn't send it to Chris Jericho, his actual uh, Twitter, but I sent it to a couple different, like I think like Takas Jericho. And Web is Jericho, some of the social medias, and I kind of just spammed it, blasted, and figured, let's see what happens. I was less than 24 hours later, I got a response back saying, "Uh, Yeah, we're interested. Please uh, send me what you sent me over to this email address, and I will let Chris's producer know that, um, you know, we're that's something that we're definitely interested in. I thought, Okay, great. Now we'll just play the waiting game. It was only about five or six days later that I got an email. and Folks, this is no joke. This is literally how it happened. This is something out of a movie. It was a Wednesday night, maybe about a quarter after eight, 8.30. I'm sitting watching AEW Dynamite, as I always do. I'm sitting on the couch next to my wife. And I pop open my email, and there it was, saying, you know, we're definitely interested. Here are the dates Chris likes to record. You let us know what works best for you. We don't want you to have you on the show. As I opened up the email, and folks, I am not joking. This is 100% legit. I would say ask my wife, but she doesn't do social media. As I opened up that email, Chris Jericho was coming down the ramp. F- Fozzie's uh, Judas was playing on my TV. I think he was setting something up for his uh, feud with Adam Cole. I thought, wow, this is absolutely tremendous. Um, we were kind of just going back and forth just with Chris being on tour and then you know, uh, trying to figure out what the time zone difference is, where Chris was going to be. He's usually located on the East Coast. I think in Florida, I'm on the East Coast. Rob, if you listen to the show, he's five hours ahead in England, so we just kind of worked them things out. Just to you know, just within a day or two of a few emails, we worked out a time. And then uh, I think a day or two later, my Wi-Fi went down, which it seems to happen. And basically, building the drama it was like a wrestling match. It seems to happen quite a bit with my Wi-Fi going down. They did find out that the Wi-Fi would go up the There's someone's gonna come to fix the Wi-Fi the day before. And then a day after that, they said, no, we're too busy. It's going to be the day of. And I think we were recording at 3, 3.30 um, uh, p.m. And I think they said someone would be there between 8 to noon. So I was on pins and needles. Uh, and hopefully, this Wi-Fi would be fixed. Um, I talked to my mother-in-law. She was like, come on over. If you need to use my Wi-Fi, Sean Montrose, our editor-in-chief, our main man. It wasn't for him. This podcast would not exist. He's uh, bailed us out several times. He was like, you can come over and use my setup. He has like an Avengers level setup. It seems like a Kim and Tony Stark and Bruce Banner are like trying to find something to go into the quantum realm with his setup. So I had that option. I even asked the, uh, the gym, the gym manager, if you want to come into the gym and use, uh, use the gym manager's office, you could. So I had a couple different options, but I really just kind of just wanted to be settled at home. Uh, and it was probably around ten thirty, quarter eleven, my wife texts me and said, No, they fixed the Wi Fi, you're good to go. So that was again kind of building the drama. Uh <laughs> like I can't, you know, res- reschedule this. this. is kind of a big deal. So, um, and first of all I have to give props to uh, uh Chris's um Chris's manager, Chris's um uh Stacy. She's um uh you know, she just basically said everything. I don't know if manager's the 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 correct word, but regardless, uh she uh uh, Chris, Chris's assistant. I'm I'm not sure, but she's just been, was absolutely fantastic. And all the emails we uh, jumped on the podcast. I got on a few minutes early, like I tend to do. And she was she was there. Me and her were chatting for a little bit before Chris came on. Just what an absolute gem uh, she uh, she was and still is, and uh, just an absolute fantastic person, just coordinating everything. Um, so you you have it was kind of funny because she told me she was on the West Coast. Chris, depending on where he is with touring, we don't know where he is. I'm on the East coast and uh, Rob's over, you know, over there in England. So we had all sorts of different time zone uh, differences, but she was an absolute gem, just a joy. So professional and just so, so nice. So it's uh it's nice that you have somebody as busy as Chris is, you know, between wrestling and podcasting and touring and whatnot, that he has somebody like Stacy that just seems like really does have everything in line and gets so nice, so professional, and just so great at what she does. So, I mean, I, I really kudos, kudos to her. Um, and I remember when Rob and I were talking, we weren't sure what like Chris was going to ask. But for someone who's listened to pretty much every single one of his wrestling episodes, I know he would ask, what's your favorite match? And I know me and Rob have, I think our two favorite stardom matches are the same, uh, match two and match three from the EO versus Mayu feud. So um, that's why if you listen to the podcast, the very end when he says, what's your favorite start of match? That's why I said, Rob, you go ahead because I know what you're going to say. So uh, yeah, we recorded and we were just kind of just waiting just for, you know, ask asked Stacey, I said, do you know, when this is going to drop, so not sure, I'll let you know. Um, she let me know the night before, I think on the 8th, it's going to, you know, be there in your feed first thing tomorrow morning. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll make sure we tag you and stuff and vice versa. And we'll all help each other out. Um, I think they basically go by the line that we do here. We're all in this together. And, uh, needless to say, and I'll, we'll talk more about it when Rob comes back on the, on the show, maybe next week in the future. To say that Chris and Stacy and the team over there at uh, Takas Jericho and Chris Jericho went above and beyond for us would be an understatement. They were absolutely fantastic, professional, helped us out. They're getting us a ton of different eyeballs on the product, uh, which in turn, we want to get a ton more eyeballs on the product of Stardom. Like I always say, it's the most stacked roster. It's the best wrestling company in the world, in my opinion. So uh, big Huge thanks to uh, not only to Chris Jericho, but to uh, his producer, Stacy, as well. So uh, thanks, folks. And if you're listening, hopefully you're listening. Again, I cannot say thank you enough. We greatly appreciate, uh, you know, your help and just have an absolute blast on Talk is Jericho. So, uh, okay. And if you guys have any questions about that, please let me know. And, And again, I know I can elaborate more onto it. I obviously want Rob to have his piece as well, as I thought Rob came off as an absolute rock star on that show, which I knew he was going to. Rob is fantastic. He doesn't put himself over enough. He really should. He really should. So, um, yeah, any questions, comments, guys, on that, just let us know. But like I said, its we'll probably you know, reach back on the bag and talk about it once Mr. Goodwin, the author of Stardom, Living the Dream, uh, 10-year anniversary interview comes back on. So, um, yeah, folks, let's get into, uh, I'll talk about the uh, the Spark show that I was at. Um, hold on one second, a little, quick little drink here. So uh, this past weekend, Sunday, I went to Newark, New Jersey for the uh, debut of the Spark Joshi Pro Wrestling Promotion Show. Um, I really um, basically, well, I guess, yeah, I guess I'll get into it now. Um, I was kind of looking at the card and the fact that Saki from Colors Cosmic Angels was on, was really kind of my trigger to uh, to pull me to go. So um, I'm just insanely busy, so it's really tough for me to get out to any shows that I'm not I'm not booked on. So um, I was like, yeah, you know, I said this is a product that I think that I would like to cover. I would like to help maybe promote, you know, get the word out. Obviously, Saki is um, if you listen to this podcast before, I was very very impressed with her, especially during her run in the five star. She had a really really great match with Sherry. She had a couple of really good matches with Mike and Himik as well. And then the Triangle Derby with uh her as part of Cosmic Angels, basically kind of the third in line to Tam and Natsupoi. I kept saying how well she fit into her role with Cosmic Angels. She fit in perfectly like a puzzle piece and played her role really really well. And I think Star did a really good job protecting her on that tour. And if my memory serves me correctly, any of the Cosmic Angels losses, I think Natsupoi ate majority of the pinfall. So they did a great job uh, you know, keeping her strong. So. I went to the show, um, and then uh, I think it was a day or two before. Sorry, again, I'm getting ahead of myself. Day or two before, uh, they mentioned they were going to do a meet and greet, and uh, they're going to do some before the show, and then some after the show. And that Saki would be doing one after the show. I said, "Great! I already knew I wanted to get signed. I have, um, excuse me, I have the 2022 uh, program, official uh, starting program from the 2022 Five Star Grand Prix. I was with everybody's faces on it." I was like, yeah, that's kind of when I get signed, you know, get my, get my, get my picture, get my picture taken with uh, the cosmic angel, Saki herself. So that was the, uh, the way I would go. So I get to the show and maybe about 45 minutes before the show starts, Saki is at her merch table and she's signing autographs and selling her merch. I thought, okay, no, I, I won't have to wait until after the show. As soon as the show's over, I can, you know, get back on the road and get home at a halfway decent time. So. I go over and I did, I was talking to Rob the day before I was definitely going to pitch to try to have her on the show. Obviously I try to want to get as much talent as possible. And I have noticed when I've reached out to some of the Joshi talent, some of the stardom talent, some of them will have a difficulty with the language barrier because they don't speak English, uh, too well or really at all. So obviously I don't want to make anybody uncomfortable. Neither does Rob. So I was like, I'm going to pitch it. And Rob even said, I don't know how well she speaks English. So, you know, it might be a no go. So, um, Again, she gets to the the table. I was like, you know, I think I was only the second or third in line, and I put down the uh, the program for her to sign. And she was, her eyes lit up, and you know, basically, she had uh, like a, somebody with her, a handler with her, that he spoke pretty decent English. I said, you know, could she sign, uh, you know, by why her? Uh, Cause she was asking, you know, where where do you want me to sign? I said, can you sign by her? And immediately I knew. I said, I'm not even a pitch to have her on the show because she only knew just kind of a kind of a few things. But wrestling, as I always say, is a universal language, and she just was just so nice, so happy that there was, she had, so when I got done doing my pictures and uh, and my, my meet with her, I turned around, she had a huge, huge line, which really, really warmed my heart, and uh, she was just so happy to be taking pictures. I post them all over my social media. Um, if you guys don't do social media and want to see the pictures, uh, you know, just shoot me an email, stardomcast22 at gmail.com. I'll gladly do send you the pictures that I took with her. It was just so happy, so nice. And like I said, wrestling is a universal language. And even though, you know, I speak English, she speaks Japanese. She speaks very, very little English. I know very, very, or next to none Japanese. Uh, We were able to to connect. And I think she connected with that entire crowd uh, just because of just how well uh, she kind of endures herself with the crowd. So I leave. I'm sending Rob the pictures and, you know, my wife, the pictures. I said, oh, it's really good, you know. Um, this is a seven match show. The, the car looks absolutely stacked. This, this should be a really good time. And then it's about 10, 15 minutes before the show starts and Saki's still standing there. And I thought, you know what, I'm going to see if I can kind of get a video to send it over to Rob. So I went over, you know, I said, can I get a video where you say, you know, we'll, we'll say something. She said, oh yeah, 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 sure. So, uh, you know, say hi to Rob, say hi to Rob. So we did again, the video, if you have not seen it yet and would like to see it. Uh, it is all over my social medias but again if you don't do social media shoot me a uh, message either on the patreon or on the uh, my email again stardomcast22 at gmail.com and i will gladly send you over the video but it's very again, she was very absolutely she you know she wanted to do it she wanted to make sure she said rob's name right and everything that she said was good and then I noticed this. she did this after the pictures as well. She wouldn't let you leave her merch table until you were satisfied with none of the pictures you took, but how the video came out. So I thought that was really, really sweet. She wanted to make sure that you were happy with your purchase. So uh, all in all, um, I know that they are doing a, a show on the West Coast, I believe, this weekend. And if you're thinking about going and you're in driving distance, I highly recommend you go to the show. You definitely go meet Saki. She is a 10 out of a 10. And this show was a 10 out of a 10 as well. I highly recommend that you go to the show and uh, support some really, really good, not only Joshi wrestling, but women's wrestling. So uh, we're just going to do a quick rundown, quick review of this show. So and the show was only about two hours long. So it was kind of an easy to take in, especially on a Sunday when I have to be up crazy early on a Monday to get my day going. So match number one was Danny Moe versus uh, Jani Kai, the kick demon um, I've actually been on a bunch of shows with Danny Mo before, and you can just see her improvement each and every show. I mean, everything, you know, to her gear, to her moves, her timing, everything. And I love, love it when wrestlers are improving because you can just tell that they're busting their ass to improve on their craft. Janai Kai, I've seen a couple times before when I, I did see her uh, wrestle Jungle Kiona about a year ago when I met Jungle Kiona, and I've seen her in uh, Bloodsport as well. And I love that hard-hitting style. This is a great match. I think I gets the win. With I actually was writing notes down. I like, dropped my pen, and when I looked back up, the match was over. But I believe, if you're at the show, feel free to correct me if I'm wrong. I believe she won with almost like a go to sleep. But um, instead of the knee strike, she threw like a kick. Again, great, great match. Uh, the crowd was hot for this whole entire show. I had that three and a half stars. Match number two, Kaylin King versus Ultraviolet. So another great match. I have never seen Ultraviolet before. I was very impressed with her. Kaylin King, I've seen a number of times before. and She's another one that improves each and every outing, especially her presence. Like when she cuts the curtain and when she gets the ring, you can tell that somebody that's like a half a step away from being a big, big star. She's definitely on her way. Uh, she won, Kaylin King won with a pump handle face buster. And I gave that match three and three fourth stars. Match number three, Ashley uh, D'Ambrosa. Uh, over Tiara James. Uh you neither know, of these ladies I've never seen before, I've heard of, but I've never seen them in action. Again, they were really, really good as well. Uh, Ashley actually hit a JP coaster. And I think I actually checked her out as soon as that happened. I was like, oh Himika, Himika is living here in Newark, New Jersey, burned some fire on the dance floor. Uh pretty much soon after the JP coaster, she hit a really high angle uranagi or rock bottom, whatever you want to call it, up for the win, three and a half stars. Match number four is the one you need to go out of your way to see, Rina Yamashita versus Masa Slamovich. I knew how this match was going to end because match one, two, and three, the timekeeper said fifteen-minute time limit. When this match started, they said fifteen-minute time limit, really emphasizing on that there was only fifteen minutes in this match. Um, and these two were absolutely great. The crowd, this was babyface versus babyface. I think pretty much everybody on the show is just about babyface. Um, up until the end, which I'll get into, um, this match was great. I had some comedy spots, hard hitting, great technical wrestling, some near falls back and forth. Um, and then eventually they counted down five minutes. They counted down 10 minutes, but like in stardom when they'll usually count down two minutes left, one minute left, 30 seconds, whatever. That was it. It went from five to 10 and that was it. And the bell rang. Everyone was like, Oh, we didn't realize it was 15 minutes. Cause it didn't feel like 15 minutes. If I have one little complaint about this show, one minor complaint is uh, this 15-minute timeout, they should have given us, they didn't have to give us a two-minute countdown, but at least a one-minute countdown. So this way, I think the crowd probably would have bitten to some of those near falsies more. But regardless, this match was awesome. Best match of the show, 15-minute time of drop, four and a quarter stars. Again, this whole entire show you really need to see because everybody just worked their ass off. The show was great, Um, but uh, this is the one to go and see. Match number five, is, uh, uh, Maki Ito. Yes, the ever popular Maki Ito versus Britney Blake. Maki Ito is probably the most over on the show. It was either her or Saki. But Maki Ito has obviously been on AEW TV, does a lot with GCW. There's a lot of GCW t shirts in the crowd, a lot of MDK chants, uh, Maki Death Kill, Murder Death Kill Club. Um, overall, though, really, really good match. I've only seen Britney Blake, excuse me, a time or two. She was really good. Uh, three and a quarter stars. Maki Ito gets the win with a high angle Texas Cloverleaf. But the, yeah, the people absolutely love Maki Ito. Match number six was um, the co-main event as it was Billy Starks and Saki. Uh, Saki got a huge, huge pop. Oh, also too, I um, if you sat in the front row, they gave you streamers. So as soon as you walked in and they scanned your ticket, if you were uh, in the front row, that they they did give you uh, they give you streamers so they uh they threw streamers i don't think the first three matches but the masa arena match obviously Makaito they threw streamers for saki got a really good amount of streamers uh and uh, billy starks i think i've only seen once or two once or two times before but i know rob is really really putting her over uh as somebody that he really really liked obviously rob knows really good wrestling so um and this was a really really good match um They did work a face-versus-face match. Saki goes over with the Koala uh, koala Buster. That's that running uh, sliding suplex that she does. We've seen her win a lot of matches and starting with that. To me, this was probably the second best match of the show. I gave this one four stars. Afterwards, uh, Billy Starks did say that, hey, this is called Spark. And then she she said, I have something in plan. It wouldn't shake Saki's hand afterwards. So you would see a little bit almost of a heel turn. Match number seven, the main event, Miyu Yamashita and Rachel Ellering to crown the first ever Spark heavyweight champion uh, Miyu Yamashita. This is a very hard hitting bout. Miyu Yamashita gets the win with a huge striking uh, kick combo and then a running knee. This match, I gave four stars as well, but I like the Saki match just a little bit better. Afterwards, Rachel Ellering would not shake uh, Miyu's hand. Billy Starks came back out and basically said, I know this is called Spark, but me and Rachel are called uh, Extinguished. Get it? Spark, Extinguished. So I thought that was uh, really cool. They're obviously setting something up. This doesn't seem like it's a one-and-done promotion. It seems like they're going to continue some storylines. Me, Yumash, did get, did get the most amount of streamers before and afterwards. It was a really cool shower. Her holding the belt up and whatever streamers were remaining were all thrown into the ring. So they did give the Japanese feel to this show. Um, again, this is something definitely must see. I did, I sent a message over to, uh, spark the, uh, spark uh, Twitter account and just asked them if they're going to release it on DVD or VOD and, uh, they are going to release it on a VOD. And, um, I highly recommend, you know, 15, 20, $25, whatever it is that everybody goes and checks out this show. You know, if you're, if you like good women's wrestling, good Joshi style wrestling, obviously if you're listening to this podcast, I'm assuming you do definitely go check out this show now was it like night one or the final night of the five star or like dream queendom no it wasn't but however i got more than my money's worth had an absolute blast of a time again great show took about two hours and i got to meet saki and she did a video and said hi to rob so uh yeah all in all great show great weekend um And that's it. for really, folks, we're only a half an hour into this episode. Like I said, it's going to be, you know, if you frequented this this, uh, podcast quite a bit, you know, we usually go an easy 90 minutes, easy. But uh, with Rob not being here, really, kind of there's not much to talk about. The only really last uh, stuff we'll talk about is these past Stardom shows. And I guess let's review them right now and we'll kind of just tag out of here and get out of here. Okay, so we are going to go to, again, there's only one full show that's been uploaded uh, in the past week on Stardom World and then obviously the qq queen's quest versus a widow tie um ultimate elimination match so but uh, let's go to the match from may 21st and toyama um the f- very first match shocking we don't see much of these in them is a four corners a survival match ami Sori, saeeda aya sakurai hanako ami does get the win um over aya with a huge larry and a blue thunder bomb Gets a lot of shoulder tackles to start especially from hanako ami Sori, and saeeda they're kind of the power wrestles. Aya Sakura, she's very much into the kicks and the drop kicks. So they did a good job in the beginning highlighting uh, Saya, Hanako's, and Ami's uh, power and Aya's kicks. So good job getting that over. Uh, this one got done in six minutes. Again, Ami story gets the win with the Blue Thunder Power Bomb. three stars. Match number two, Saav Shuri, former World of Storm champion, taking on Ruaka. And I was really glad to see this one pop up on my uh, my feed here. I knew this wasn't going to go like 14, 15 minutes but it was nice then, you know, tapping Ruaka on the shoulder to give her a big match like this with Sherry. And Sherry gave Ruaka a lot in this match. Like, Ruaka jump attacks her. And Sherry, any time that she would kind of get a little bit of a comeback, Ruaka would stop her. This was like 60% Ruwaka, considering the fact that she's only, I think, what, eight, uh, 18, 19 years old? So she's only a teenager. Sherry's one of the most dominant world of stardom champions ever. And somebody, the most feared striker, uh, really, in any promotion. So... uh she did a really good job uh, shining Ruaka up. Ruaka did a good job taking charge, but eventually Shuri uh, just hits a flurry of forearms, a flurry of kicks, um, starts to break down Ruaka's knee. Eventually taps her out to the Biako, also known as the White Tiger stref- Stretch Muffler. Seven minutes, eighteen seconds, three and a quarter stars. Match number three saw the uh, makeshift team we've been seeing a lot of of Suzu Suzuki and May Sierra. Taking on the Club Venus team of Mariah May and Jesse, we have a really, really good start with Suzu Suzuki and Jesse. Uh, they had some really good chemistry. Uh, Suzu and May Sierra, their uh, teamwork, or their double teams, their timings, their tags, really gelling well together. Uh, Suzu is very, very explosive, and obviously May Sierra, um, May Sierra is very well versed in the high speed wrestling, so they do a really good job, kind of, kind of combining the two styles. I thought that was really good. Mariah May looked really good here. She had like a little mini high speed spot with uh, May. I thought that was really good, and maybe that's somewhere that we can maybe see Mariah May, be, Mariah May, Mariah May—easy for me to say. Mariah May challenging Saki for the high speed championship somewhere in the future. I would be all for that. She did say she's coming for all the belts. Um, uh, just seemed like she's getting an IWGP Women's Championship match versus Mayu coming sometime soon, and obviously. The pay-per-view coming up in a few weeks. Her and Mina Shirakawa will be challenging Mi Rai and Ami Sori, the new eras for the Goddess of Stardom Championship. So maybe the high-speed belt is something else that she's going for. Uh, eventually, Suzu Suzuki hits the tequila shot on Jesse for the pin. 8 minutes, 17 seconds, 3.5 stars. We move on to match number 4, 8-person tag team match, as we see the Donald the Mendel team of Micah, Tekla, Julia, and Mei Sakurai Defeat the Tai team of Mumbu Watanabe, Saki Kashima, Natsuko Tora, and Starlight Kid. Of course, multi-person tie match. You know how it's going to start. The Uedotai jump uh, leads to a big all-over-the-place brawl. Um, we see tie put some heat on Mei Sakurai. Mika comes in for the save and basically just destroys everybody. Um... We get some really good Momo Watanabe and Micah violence, and we've really never seen a proper singles match between the two, especially like Momo is really ramping up the violence since she's been a part of to tie, and Micah has been, ever since the retirement of her tag partner, Himika, we've seen a new side of Micah. Not that she wasn't violent before, but she's like extra aggressive. So fingers crossed, I actually just put a tweet out um, just a day or two ago of certain block matches I want to see in the five-star, and hopefully we get Momo Watanabe versus Micah, in the same block because their violence was great. Um Saki hits Tekla with a double stomp for 2. Uh, Tekla comes back with a toxic spear and then the double arm DDT uh, the Domando death drop onto um excuse me onto Saki for the 3 count uh, at 11 minutes and 13 seconds three and a half stars it was a really really good outing. Match number 5 in the co-main event of this show. Had the cosmic, the makeshift I guess cosmic angels team uh, unimisumore Yuna Yuna Mizumori, teaming up with Melter Tam Nakano and Natsupoi to take on the Club Venus team of Shirakawa, Zena and Waka. At this point, Tam is not the double champion, so it's this was a precursor to Tam versus Mina Flashing Champions, which we saw a few weeks ago. Um, they had some really good violence and really really built uh, stuff, really built some really good stuff up to that. Uh, Xena and Yuna had a really, really good start. Um, Xena has the machine gun chops on Natsupoy, which boy nobody takes a beating like poor Natsupoy, right? Uh, we get some Meltier double teamwork on Mina. I thought that was really cool. How you know Natsupoy basically bumped Mina off as the you know the the co captain of Cosmic Angels uh, back uh, last summer, and here we see Meltier doing the double teaming to really get the advantage of their team on Mina Shirakawa, the former member. Of cosmic Angels. I thought that was really good. Uh, Mina hits a back suplex onto Tam on the apron. Uh, Tam then Germans, Mina onto the floor. That was all sorts of gross. Walk and Xena teamwork on Tam. Not point Yuna Mizumori double. They do double dives. That was really cool. Yuna Mizumori is somebody that's really impressed me these last three or four months. When she came in, she kind of come in with a pineapple gimmick, and I, was, I think she was coming in from Gado Move, which is they're kind of more of a comedy style. But again, when you're working with the best roster in the world, basically on a uh, weekly basis, you're only going to get better. And Yuna Mizumori, again, there's two open spots for the uh, five-star Grand Prix. I know we think Hana, Saida, what if Kyrie slips in there, kind of just you know unannounced, but then obviously announced. Uh, who's going to get the Mariah May tackle? Who's going to get that final spot? Would not be heartbroken if it was Yuna because she's really, really on a hot streak here. She's having some really, really good matches. Now we're seeing her do dives. I thought that was cool. Um, Tam wipes out Waka with a brutal, violent shooting and then hits the Tiger suplex on poor Waka. 11 minutes, 19 seconds, three and three, three and three fourth stars. And then we see Mina and Tam attack each other after the match to build up to their double championship match which obviously did happen a few days after this show. But the uh, the Mina and Tam violence in this match was really, really ramped up. They did a really good job trying to sell some extra pay-per-views and some extra tickets to the crowd here. The main event did see the Queen's Quest team of Lady C, Yutami It's just the Sai Kamatami and Azumi defeat the stars team of Mayu Watani, Hana, Hazuki, and Kogama. Kogama and Lady C start out with some comedy, and then we get some four-way stars teamwork. Um, and then we see a really, really good pairing with Utami and Hanun. They had about maybe 90 to 100 seconds where they were in the ring, which is pure magic. And I thought, man, that's what's great about these, these uh, start of multi-person matches. Cause you'll see like flashes of brilliance between two wrestlers of like, Oh man, I never knew I needed to see like an eight to 10 or 12 minute match between those two. But now it's something I'd like to see And Utami versus Hanan, Yes, please. Again, if Hanan does get into the five star. I hope she's in the same block with Tommy, because I thought that was really good. Of course Mayu and Tommy. that's just pure magic. Uh obviously Tommy did defeat Mayu to win the Wonder, excuse me, the World of Stardom Championship back almost three years ago. And then Mayu uh she did defeat Tommy in the uh semifinals of the IWGP women's uh tournament the match that was just absolutely great. Both those matches were great. Hazuki versus Zumi folks I mean arguably two of the greatest high speed uh champions of all time. They have a segment here, and uh, again, that's a match that I would love to see because, again, we have not seen a proper Hazuki versus Zumi match, especially how good both these ladies have gotten in the last eight or nine months. Um, hope that is a block match we get. Utami and Lady C, folks, their tag team work here was fantastic. I know they're teasing the breakup of Aphrodite, which I do not want to see, but if it leads to a Utami and Lady C uh, tag team in the Goddess Society tournament in the fall, I would not be heartbroken. I'd be heartbroken if they broke up Aphrodite, but that would put a few band-aids on my heart to see Utami and Lady C team up. They do do the Holy Demon Army finish, where Lady C grabs you for the choke slam, and Utami hits the uh, belly to back suplex. Um, so anytime you uh, you do some Kawada Taiwei Holy Demon Army stuff and do it well, you'll always get a thumbs up from me. Um. And then we uh, basically, his, uh, we get Hazuki Eats, a huge double stomp from Mizumi for a two-count. Mayu and Hazuki Stereo suicide dives lead to four-way stars teamwork on Uh Entire QQ comes in to save Saya. Saya eventually uh, fights back. Everybody's brawling on the outside. Sayakamitani hits that perfect springboard, plunge it to the outside. I don't think anybody in wrestling does it better. It looks like she's basically holds herself in midair. Uh, and then the four-way teamwork uh, flips back. We get the four-way uh, QQ teamwork. Nice to see Saya and Yutami on the same page for about a minute there, though that was nice. Koguma escapes the, scar- the Star Crusher, Saya Kamatani Star Crusher, with a Kuma roll for two count that uh, a lot of people bid on, so did I. We get some Aphrodite and Azumi teamwork on Koguma that leads to Saya Kamatani finally hitting that Star Crusher. On to Kogum uh, for the three count. I had it at four stars. This one almost went 20 minutes, 19 minutes, 17 seconds. Definitely go into the show. Overall, really good show. But make sure you watch the co-main event to see the Tam and Mina Violence and all this main event, all eight ladies absolutely blew it out of the water. They were all fantastic there. Obviously, um, really the last thing for us to review, folks, is uh I was left for immediate release. Anytime stardom leave something on uh, immediate release on the stardom world. It's something that we absolutely have to watch. They did it about two weeks ago with the uh, generational um, the divide match between um, basically the new school versus the old school in Cork and Corican Hall. And, uh, as soon as this match was over, we got a message from Stardom over on uh, Twitter saying this match is going to be up in about an hour or so, something that everyone needs to go out of their way to see. So, we had an elimination Survivor Series style match, basically kind of leading up to the cage match that we're going to be getting here in two weeks' time. We have the uh, the Queen's Quest team, Lady C, Miyu, Hamasaki, Izumi, Sai Kamatani, and Sai, uh, um, and uh, yeah, Sai Kamatani, Izumi, and Yutami Hayashista taking on the Queen's Quest team of Starlight Kid Ruaka, Momu Watanabe, Natsuko Tora, and Saki Kashima. Um, Yutami fires off some big forearms. As soon as Yutami sees the last person announce, as soon as they announce her name, she's still in her robe. She just runs right at Tora and just drops her with her forearm. We get a big brawl to start. Really good way to start this match. Just kind of jumpstart it, putting a lot of fuel onto the fire. Back inside, Tora really takes it to Yutami. I mean, Yutami gets brutalized by Tora. Obviously, Tora is still pissed off at Yutami for getting injured in the match the two of them had. It was at this time almost two years ago, obviously, uh, if you haven't seen it yet. It's a match that I don't like watching wrestlers get injured. Um, I had to watch the match maybe about a year or so ago for the Patreon when I did Yutami's uh, World of Stardom Championship reign. And a match was going really well. It was only about six or seven min- six or seven minutes in, where Tora she just blows out her knee. Uh, you don't really see anything because Tora wears the long pants, so you don't see any, like grossly in- uh, any gross injuries. But Tora blows out her knee, and basically her first singles match back was against Utami. It was like fifteen months later. And, uh, they, these two blew it out of the water, but Tora and Utami are doing a really good job kind of targeting each other and playing back off that match from two years ago. Um, so again, Utami, as soon as the bell rings goes after Tora, once the brawl kind of simmers down a little, we kind of get back to you know, having somewhat of a normal match, Tora was getting really, really stiff and giving a lot of receipts to the red queen. I thought that was really good. Um. Back in, uh, let's see, we get some small heat on you, Tommy. Miyu comes in and just looks solid. Miyu Amasagi is somebody that I've been championing on this podcast the last five or six weeks or so, that she's getting constantly better with each and every outing. Seems like ever since that Shuri match that she had, I think I believe it was at New Blood, and then um, her match with Azumi at the uh, New Blood 9 that we just covered uh, just about a week or two ago, it really seems like she's somebody that's like, okay, this roster is absolutely loaded. She is obviously putting the time in at the dojo. Um, her timing's better. Her intensity's better. Her forearms are getting better. Forearms six months ago, those things wouldn't break an egg. And I again, I love seeing wrestlers improve. We saw Mina Shirakawa, I said a year ago on this podcast, Mina Shirakawa, by the end of the year, is somebody to keep her eyes on. And she was, uh, you know, ch- chasing the white belt by the end of the year. And now she wins the white belt. You know, obviously, she lost the white belt soon thereafter. But she's somebody that's now a, a bona fide, solid main eventer in that loaded stardom roster. So uh, I'm not saying Miyu is going to be white belt material by the end of the year. But I'm saying she is somebody that's going to improve so much more because she's getting better each and every outing. And they did a great job in this match where you have, you know, you have Azumi, you have Yutami, you have Sai Kamatani, you have Starlight Kid, Momo Watanabe. So you have all these stars, all these different storylines going in. They do a great job giving me you, a little bit of a spotlight to show what she can do, which I thought was great. Um. Uh, eventually we'll, we we kind of just fire off the uh, the eliminations there. Zumi Sushi on Ruwaka for three count, eliminating Ruaka. Starlight Kid, uh, excuse me, Momo pins Lady C with the uh, the bastard driver, the in, inhumane driver that gets her out. Uh, we get some great tag work with Sai and Utami versus Momo and uh, Tora. Momo and Tora are kind of a makeshift team going after Mirai and Amisori for the uh, the goddess belts. Sai and Yutami, a little bit on the same page here. I thought that was really good. Um, So they, they give us like a mini match, like a 3-4 minute match. Eventually, Momo and Tora are fighting on the apron with Aphrodite, Yutami, and Sai Kamatani. Eventually, Momo and Tora are able to eliminate over-the-top rope Aphrodite, but while Momo and Tora celebrating that they eliminated the former tag champs, Miyu Amasaki and the Zumi O2 line, they double dropkick Momo and Tora uh, out of the ring. So we basically get four wrestlers eliminated uh, within a handful of seconds of themselves. Uh, Starlight Kid then uh, eliminates Miyu Amasaki over the top rope. The two of them are brawling on the apron. Starlight Kid hits the Black Tiger Pile Driver, um, which if you don't know, is basically like a one-handed tombstone. onto to Miyu Amasaki and the Miyu Amasaki rolls to the floor, eliminating her over the top rope. Again, very much like Starlight Kid, here is very much like Momo and Tori. She celebrates her elimination, but forgets that her eternal foe, her rival, Azumi's right there. She boots Starlight Kid over the top rope as we get Saki Kashima and Azumi, the last two wrestlers in the ring. And for everybody upset that when Saki, excuse me, um, when Saki Kashima, we get Saki Kashima versus Azumi. They have like a mini match here. For everybody upset that when Saki Kashima beat Azumi or uh, win, won the High Speed Championship. She won in a three-way with Fukin Death and Izumi, but did not pin Izumi. So people were saying, "Oh man, I wish she would have got the win there. I, you know, I wish they would have gave her the rub to defeat arguably the greatest high-speed championship, uh, high-speed champ, highest, uh, arguably the greatest high-speed champion ever, Izumi." I see your point there, but obviously it didn't happen. She winds up pinning Fukin Death. She gets a clean win over Izumi here. Uh, she did beat her in the final night of the five-star on Izumi's birthday, October first you do remember, if Azumi would have won that match, she would have went to the finals that night. So even though Saki, who is the high-speed champion, did not technically defeat the high-speed champion for the high-speed belt, she gets the win here in a big, big elimination-style match. She's the sole survivor. And again, back in October, she stopped Azumi on her birthday with new gear from uh, making it to the finals of the five-star. So it's Saki Kashima, the sole survivor, a good way to put a spotlight on Saki Kashima. And the high speed championship as well, uh, I gave this a solid four stars, folks, believe it or not, this one's gonna clock in right under an hour because I believe that is all uh again, if you're new to this show, you know thank you for bearing with me oh, again it's usually it's very rarely a one person show usually, Rob does come on. I know that we're getting we're probably getting a lot of new listeners, a lot of new ears and eyes uh from the Taco Chericho podcast. Obviously, the gentleman much uh, smarter than me, and uh, that that obviously sounded better than me. Rob is not on the show this week. He will be back next week. We'll you know go back over talk some more stuff from also on talk Jericho and anything else that he has to do um, or that he wants to talk about um, next week. We will be previewing uh, the uh, the pay per view coming up on the the twenty fifth. The uh, the two cage matches uh, with the uh, stars challenging. Um, ddm for the artist belts and then of course the uh the the big giant cage match queen's quest versus uh a widow tie with the last person left in the cage has to leave the unit so we'll be previewing that next week plus so much more but uh yeah folks that is gonna do it for this episode unbelievable people it, it always seems that whenever we have a, a podcast that goes well over two hours, a lot of our listeners are excited because they love it when they get, you know, the, the big long podcasts. Is, uh, sometimes we don't tend to go that way, but when Rob and I get on a roll kind of just laughing and just talking about stardom, that's kind of the way that it, way that it goes. So I know when people see this run time and it's going to be under an hour, they're going to be like, well, what was happening? Did it get clipped? No, folks, it was kind of just a one-man show. and It was kind of a quiet week. It kind of was a quiet week, just the one show, the one match. Of course, I want to talk about and put over the uh, Spark Joshi uh, Professional Wrestling Company. Um, I really, really hope they do well because that's what we need is more Joshi style and really solid women's wrestling over here uh, in North America. So, uh, you know, good luck to them and thumbs up i'm rooting for you guys over at spark and i hope that you guys keep up the great shows folks questions comments anything that i can do for you matt turner of on the twitter and the instagram is the best way to get a hold of me there social media is not your thing not a problem shoot me an email at the start 22 at gmail.com is the best way to get a hold of me via email folks we cannot say thank you enough for all the fantastic support that you have shown us. It really blows us away about just the numbers we see. We see the YouTube channel growing, we see the Patreon growing, the subscriptions growing, the Facebook, Facebook, Twitter, everything grows on a daily basis. That's because of you. We greatly appreciate your support. If you have not done so, please go over to Apple Podcasts. Leave us a five-star review and a comment if you like. It really helps the algorithm out, uh, helps get the show out which in turn gets uh, helps us get out the word of stardom, which is our ultimate goal. We are trying to get the stardom product in front of as many eyes and ears as possible as we are convinced and determined to show everybody that stardom is the best wrestling company in the world. Folks, that's going to wrap it up for me this week. Like I said, any questions, comments, you know how to get a hold of me. Um, You know, we're always here for suggestions as well. Because like I always say, just not my podcast. It's our podcast because we're all together and everybody's different. Everybody's special. Thanks. Have a great day.